Hey, Dr. Mike here. So are you feeling wiped out? It could be adrenal fatigue. Stay tuned to find out what you can do to restore your energy. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. All right, Dr. Mike here. Welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm with my host, Dr. Crystal Gossard. Dr. Crystal, welcome. Thank you. All right, adrenal fatigue. You know, this is a uh, somewhat controversial a little bit. Maybe we're going to get into that somewhat, but um, I don't believe it is. And I know you don't believe it is, but uh, before we even go down that road, tell us, let's set the stage for the audience. Yes. Right. Give us a little rundown of the adrenal glands. Oh, so they're, they're cute little glands. They sit on top of your kidneys and, and they are, they're small, but mighty. Small, but mighty. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yes. Well, they help us to control uh, and and manage the stress response. That's what their, um, their claim to fame is. They, they help us to, to control that fight or flight response when we're fighting a bear. Help us to decide whether or bear. not we want to fight or how, run. How often are you fighting a bear? <laughs> I think I think for you it's probably more like dealing with the kids. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it helps to manage the stress response. But you know, it it actually produces, you know, those stress hormones, the um the adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, but it also uh, makes DHEA a lot of your sex hormones, and of course, cortisol, which right, is uh, yeah. helps to control the stress response. Right. So the adrenal glands play just a critical role in what is a critical physiological function, right? Dealing with stress at the end of the day, oh, right? Yes. Yeah. You, and, can't li- uh, you can't live without that stress response. That's right. Yeah. So what, so what, so, okay. So we have this important gland, the adrenal gland, focusing more on the cortisol so what is there a def, is there a true definition then of adrenal fatigue? What does that mean if somebody thinks they have it or if a if a more integrative doctor says to somebody they have adrenal fatigue? What does that really mean? Right. Yes, it can mean different things depending mm-hmm. on the doctor you talk to. Um, I, I think the most accurate description is a dysregulation of the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. Sometimes you hear it called the HPA axis. And it's really that connection where the nervous system is talking to the adrenal glands. You know, it's kind of the brain sending messages, sending um, hormones to regulate the body's response to stress. And so that dysregulation may not be at the level of the adrenals. I mean, it could be at the level of maybe the the hypothalamus is not making enough hormone to stimulate the pituitary, or maybe the pituitary is not stimulating enough hormone to to regulate the adrenals, or maybe there's something going on with the feedback system because they all kind of recognize the amount of hormone that's present in the body and then um, can feed back to, to the other uh, glands to tell it what to do. It kind of, it tells the body, it's, it's almost like a thermostat. 
um, yeah, in the body, this feedback yeah. um, mechanism between this hypothalamus, pituitary, and the adrenal. And somewhere along the line, there's some dysregulation. So it may not necessarily be the adrenals that yeah. that's having the problem. And, and I think that's where some of my conventional colleagues get a little bit messed up with this, right? Um, you know, when you think about it, I know you wanted to ask me why, right? Like what? Yeah. Like what, what, what's, what's the consensus? In, yep. What uh, are they teaching you in med school? Dr. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah. Well, not much when it comes to adrenal fatigue. Well, we know, and let me, maybe I could try to explain this. And um, I think it's just a lack of recognition of more of these insufficiency states, right? You mm -hmm. see that in the thyroid, you know, we know there are subclinical thyroid issues out there. The labs look okay, but somebody has symptoms, but because the labs look okay, a lot of those conventional doctors aren't recognizing the subclinical aspect of a potential low thyroid, right? So it's kind right. of the same thing here. It's, it's, we already know if it gets real low, if your adrenal glands are really knocked out, that's Addison's disease. We got, we, we have a diagnosis code for that, right? Very true. The thing is though, is, is, is life like that? Is it, is it always on or off or black and white? No, I, I think one of the things I've learned throughout the years in medicine is it's most of it is gray area <laughs> at the end. I mean, <laughs> lots and lots of gray area. And so, and I think it's just a lack of recognition of that gray area that there could be some adrenal insufficiency. There could be maybe loss of um, cortisol balance. Uh, maybe not so much how much the adrenal gland makes, but maybe you're losing that normal um, rhythm that cortisol is produced. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of issues there that just, they're just not recognized because conventional medicine doesn't appreciate the gray area as much. That's a great way to put it, Dr. Mike, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where I don't want you to treat me when I have the disease, like treat me when you see me creeping close to, right. you know, having a problem, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's about the prevention perspective as well. And, yeah. um, well, it's, it's, it goes back to Dr. Crystal, you know, I, I, it took me a while to learn this, that what it, it, symptoms trump everything, mm. right? I mean, if, if somebody's having symptoms, but yet everything, but your physical exam is normal, your labs are normal, you know, you've, you've done everything you've been taught to do. Um, you can't figure it out, but they still have symptoms. Well, just because you can't figure it out, doesn't mean they're not having symptoms. They're That's still so having true. symptoms and you've got it. So symptoms trump it all. And so it's a recognition of that, that, you know, maybe symptoms are preceding any of your lab abnormalities. Right. And again, I think that's what's tough for a lot of conventional doctors. Yes. And I think we shouldn't get caught up maybe in the, the terminology. I know sometimes you need that for insurance purposes, but, you know, if someone is having symptoms of um, just that they are not handling and managing stress is becoming too much. The body is responding negatively. Then let's deal with that. And maybe you'll feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the symptoms, can you, let's run through, I know you got a nice list here. Um, share with the audience. What are some of the more common potential symptoms of adrenal fatigue? And, and, and I, and we recognize right off the bat that in and of themselves, one of these symptoms may not point to adrenal fatigue. There may be other things you got to rule out, right? But at exactly. the end of the day, there is a collection of symptoms that might point to an adrenal problem. So run through some of those for us. 
Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of goes back to cortisol um, and, and some of the other hormones that the adrenal gland makes like aldosterone, uh, which manages blood pressure. And then of course, DHEA, uh, which is uh, produced in the adrenal glands as well, but it's that morning fatigue. So it's the low energy in the morning. We know that cortisol should be highest in the morning. That's what gets us up. It, it kind of uh, tells melatonin, shut off, you know, it's daytime. Right. Uh, and, and it's time to get up and start your day. So morning fatigue, um, brain fog, maybe you are just feeling down, mild depression, easily overwhelmed. And I think that that stands out to me is the person that just um, the everyday things can just get them overwhelmed. They're, they're not handling life well. You know, you, um, you the traffic throws you <laughs> off your hinges. <laughs> yeah, or the kids, or apparently the bears that you fight all the time. <laughs> uh, and then other things, uh, craving salt or sugar. You can't live without that cup of coffee. Um, increased allergies, um, low blood sugar. So maybe if you don't eat meals often, you start feeling shaky. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and there's so many others that the symptoms of PMS or even menopause are increased and uh, lightheadedness when getting up from sitting or, or a laying position. Yeah. So it, here's the thing, though. If you So you have a lot of these symptoms. Your doctor, you know, puts you through a, a variety of tests and physical exams and really doesn't find anything. And so, again, like like so many other issues, whether it's food sensitivity issues, low, you know, subclinical, low thyroid, what have you, people end up on antidepressants. I mean, that's just so, so common. Because um, mainly conventional medicine doesn't really know what to do at this point, right? So, <laughs> so here's your Prozac. Hope you hope you feel better. But hey, the, the good news is, is you know, if you've gone through a lot of this, and 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 you know, if some of the stuff that Doctor Crystal just went through, um, you know, rings true in your life, and you and you know, go see your doctor. Let them do their workup. If everything comes back just fine, remember symptoms trump all of that workup, right? So if you're still having symptoms. Um, you know, your best bet in this case, right, Dr. Crystal, is is natural supplements. Yes. And I dare I say you may have to branch out and, and do your own workup. <laughs> so there, you know, take advantage of of some of the um, unconventional testing so you can test your cortisol. Um, you can test your hormones. These are things that your doctor may not necessarily test. They may not be testing your DHEA. They may not test your progesterone. And, and so you may yeah. have to dig a little well, deeper as well. Yeah. And they might just do like a, just a one-time blood cortisol test for, uh, as an example. And that's not really going to give you, you know, the true, um, you know, the true effect of cortisol in your body. So it's probably mm -hmm. better to do saliva or even, uh, even, you know, if you really want to get, get into it, 24 hour urine collection, you know, of, yes. of cortisol to really see, and I know that sounds like a lot, but it's going to give you so much more information than just a one-time blood test. Yes. I forgot about that, Dr. Mike. Well, there you will. Yeah. But <laughs> well, you got to put that on your list. <laughs> but, you know, I always suggest, obviously it's the, 
the adrenals manage the stress response. So identify what's causing you to have an excessive stress load and try to reduce it. Stressors, right? At the end of the day, it's stressors. Like what's, what are the things that initiate it and make it worse, right? And, and that's great. Recognizing what, what, you know, things in life that you know push you over a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to, trying to modify your response to those things, that can be very powerful. It can be. And, you know, so, and then stress management techniques. So meditation, um, mindfulness, which is definitely easier said than done, um, exercise, social support system. So, you know, and, and that could be a therapist could be, you know, you may sure. not feel comfortable talking to people, you know, about what you're going through. And sometimes it's nice to have that objective person. That's not, you don't feel like they're judging you, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and something that many people struggle with is forgiveness. We're holding on to things and, and forgiving people who may not have asked or said that they're sorry, you know, and that's a loaded topic, but you know, when we harbor, um, when we harbor these things in our bodies, it just, it, 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 it does affect no doubt. Right. Yes. Yeah. A lot of bitterness, a lot of stress, anxiety comes from that, you know, and in and, and, and many cases, you know, if somebody's done something wrong to you and you're waiting for that, I'm sorry, you may never get it because they may not even appreciate it, that they've done something wrong, even though you told them. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And so it's being able to move to, you know, being able to move on from that. So that's really, um, I think, very, you know, interesting. And I think this whole social support thing. Um, system mm-hmm. thing is is important. You know, I, I know more and more people are trying to bring or trying to remove the stigma of mental health, stress and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important, you know, just like you treat a headache with something, you can treat, you know, depression, anxiety, um, you know, difficulty managing stress, all of those things are, it's just part of life. And we don't need to stick, you know, we don't want to, we don't need to add stigma to that kind of stuff, you know? That's right. Yes. And then from a supplement perspective, DHEA is one of, you know, my top suggestions for someone wanting to support their adrenals. Um, Of course, uh, we do suggest uh, testing DHEA and, um, and then seeing where you are and making sure you aren't taking more than you need to take and you're reaching levels. Yeah. Uh, For women, progesterone, especially if you're perimenopausal, uh, we know that's one of the first hormones to, to start declining in women. And progesterone is actually, when you look at the cascade of cortisol production in the body, progesterone feeds right into cortisol. So when your progesterone levels start to decline, then you may start seeing um, issues with producing uh, cortisol. So yeah, that yeah. that's one thing to consider. B vitamins. Very simple, right? B vitamins. So simple. Yeah. So simple. There's actually a, a, a study uh, with 138 sub, uh, subjects, and they took B vitamins for 16 weeks. And it supported their cortisol response in the morning, 
remember we talked about the cortisol is sometimes, you know, lower in the morning that lower than it should be. And we're seeing B vitamins can be supportive for that. Um, so there's so many things that you can take adaptogens. Dr. Yeah. Like Ryan. ashwagandha, holy basil. Those are good ones. Right. And mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people, I know the adaptogens the, uh, are becoming more and more trendy, if you will. And that's a good thing. Yes, they the are. Yeah, that's a good thing. So DHEA, progesterone, B vitamins, you can check out some adaptogens like ashwagandha. So there are things you can do with natural supplements, but then don't forget exercise, meditation, those stress management um, strategies are also very important as well. And identifying um, your stressors. So if you, if you, you know, identify with some of the stuff we talked about today, some of the symptoms um, of adrenal fatigue, go talk to your doctor, let them do their conventional workup. There's a place for that. Um, if no answers come from that and you're still having symptoms, remember symptoms trump all of that workup. So at that point, um, you know, maybe find an integrative doctor, someone that understands adrenal fatigue uh, a little bit better than some of the conventional doctors and consider some of the supplements we covered today. Dr. Crystal, thank you so much. You're welcome, Dr. Mike. Don't forget at liveforeverish.com, there's a bunch of podcasts that you can download, you can like, you can share. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show. We really appreciate that. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.